nostalgia, memories, growing up in Central Florida in the 1990s. What a bunch of sappy crap. It's the Sappy Crap Podcast. Starring Steve Bauman and Jarman Day. Welcome to the Sappy Crap Podcast, where the names are changed, but the stories are real. I'm Jarman. And I'm Steve. That's right. The stories are real, or at least how our dusty brains remember them after all these years. That's right. And what are we talking about this week, Steve? Well, this week, we are going to talk about something that you can't get through adolescence really without. Uh, and that's sex. That's right. We're going to do an episode yeah. about sex for our second to last episode of the Sappy Crap Podcast. If you hadn't heard, this is going to be a 40-episode romp, and it'll be over with after that. It'll be a self-contained That way we only thing. have to live with the embarrassment for one episode if this goes extremely poorly. <laughs> exactly. And Steve has the unique privilege of doing this episode right be- in front of his wife, who's in the same That's house. That's right. Same. She's right there. She's looking at me. <laughs> So he has to be unfiltered in front of his wife, and I think that's okay. They've been together a long time. There's probably no yeah, secrets between them. A hot minute. There's no secret between minute. you anymore. Uh, <laughs> oh, we've seen all the gross, dark places. Oh, like, we're well, both very aware. Well, I wasn't going to go there, but uh, <laughs> we might as well jump right in. Uh, so, German, I gave German uh, about ten minutes ago a question to think about, and what what do you remember about sex ed? Yeah, and I think I want to preface this by um, maybe just hijacking the question a bit and starting with the first thing I ever remember seeing about sex in general, which scarred me for life, and I'll I'll never forget it. sexual awakening? Well, because I was like in probably second grade, and there's this kid in the class who you could tell his parents probably took him to R-rated movies. They didn't care what he watched on TV. He always Mm -hmm. knew way too much for his age. And he had his Spider-Man action figure with some other action figure. I remember it was Spider-Man. And he was he, he was pushing, pulling, holding the legs in one hand and the head in the other hand, and then moving him up and down on top of another action figure. And I, we were like, what are you doing? What, what is he doing? He's like, this is how how they do sex. Is do like this. He's humping him. He's humping him. And I'm like, okay, what does that mean? It's like, this is sex. I'm like, that's what sex is. And I was like, I didn't know what that meant. So then we skip forward several years. And I think sixth grade is when we had our first sex ed course, at least for so, me. So at this point, you're pretty sure that every time you have sex, you have to put on a Spider-Man costume. <laughs> every time. Well, I think I used that information Let's to get really down and dirty here is that uh, then I realized I was, I was going to try what Spider-Man was doing in my bed okay and i remember okay. doing that in bed one night i was just start like humping the humping the bed i'm like you know that kind of feels good all right this, it, even if it's an accident this is all right yeah and i was like so i think i even did that early on like i was my body i guess uh grew maybe more than other people or maybe it's the same i don't know but where i actually went to completion by just humping the bed Wow, that happened. And I remember, I'll never forget that happening for the first time. I'm like, "Why is it wet here? What's going on?" <laughs> oh, yeah. Dilly already like humps pillows and stuff. <laughs> like it's he's already pretty aggressive about it. He's like a puppy, he's just humping things. <laughs> That's house. right. That's Steve's son, by the way, is very son new Dilly. son. <laughs> just humps pillows and stuff. He's one and a half. That's adorable. <laughs> so and yeah, he. Knows, he one of his first words he would ever say consistently was Bomba, because that's his penis. Oh, my God. Bomba. How did that come about? Bomba. <laughs> Where did that come from? 
I don't even know where it came from, but he just started referring to it as his bomba when we went, yeah, stop touching your bomba. <laughs> stop rubbing it on things. Stop humping things. It's just not in public, please. If you have a little boy, every item in your house has been humped. Just so you know. <laughs> no self-control. <laughs> no self-control. Uh, all right. So, so sex ed. I, I, I think that you and I got sex ed in the fifth grade. Fifth grade might be right. That sounds like, a, yeah. Okay. I think I remember that. Because I I remember the first time I had it was in Florida. And I think I only remember it because I think it was in the Brookshire Library because they separated the girls and the boys. Oh, I vaguely remember that. And they took us in and showed us like a short video and a slideshow. Well, here's the weird thing I remember is that there was a science classroom we had. And it's the same classroom that either you or myself took the scissors and put them in one of the outlets to see what would happen. And I don't it, think I did that. And maybe it was me. And it, and it sparked. And obviously, it shorts out that particular socket. So an electrician would have to have come out and actually repair it. And I remember the teacher being really pissed because I remember being in that same classroom where I did see one of those slideshows. So it might have been a different different day of sex ed or something like that. But it was in that same science classroom that I saw like a video about, here's what happens when you have sex. Here's terrible gonorrhea on the penis and stuff and that kind of thing. Oh, they want you to know that stuff. Yeah, they show like pictures. I remember in some sex ed class I took there, I remember seeing graphic pictures of like somebody who had chlamydia and they just never saw a doctor. <laughs> just like, that's what you learn later on. Like chlamydia and gonorrhea are two of the most easy things to get rid of for sexually transmitted diseases you like but oh. left unchecked yeah if you left leave them Man. unchecked an ungodly amount like you never see a doctor or go to a clinic for something terribly wrong with your penis then yes it'll look like that in the picture but why would you ever let it go that long but at that point at that point you deserve you do i mean that's ridiculous ridiculous yes get it uh, uh but i remember it being very it was either std pictures yep or very scientific Mm-hmm. I remember a lot of diagrams of like vaginas and um, the uterus and that kind of thing. And then the yeah, and I also remember like the the like, this is your changing body. And it was like a boy and then like a slightly pubescent boy and then a man. And they're like, what do you notice? And I remember this kid Bubba yelling, he's got a bigger wiener. We all thought that was hilarious. <laughs> that was hilarious. I hated that kid. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I could live in my street and that's uh, yeah, a whole other thing. But yeah, I remember there's always like the, the, I just remember the drawn on like, um, very poorly illustrated, uh, pubic hair was always in those diagrams. Oh yeah. Um, and my mom actually gave me a book when we started taking those courses called what's happening in my body book for boys. Apparently it's a very popular book throughout the seventies to like the nineties to give your kids. It's like, what happened my body book for girls is the same thing. And it had all these same the kind of pictures of like these diagrams of like parts. And it was just, yeah, that's what we got as kids. That's right. From parents who are too embarrassed to actually just have that conversation. Well, on that note, did your parents ever have the talk with you? That kind of thing? Oh, no. Nope. Nothing. Not not even a little <laughs> bit, really. I'm sure my parents are going to disagree, but nah, I would remember something that awkward. Uh, I feel like that, like once my dad signed that permission slip. <laughs> for me to go take the sex ed class he was like and i'm done that's all i gotta do for that <laughs> it's funny because i have this memory that could be like we mentioned in the beginning of the episode my dusty brain forgetting the way things actually happen <laughs> but in my this is how the scene played out with my mom 
is she took me into her bedroom, which I barely ever go in the bedroom and then she, in her bedroom. And then she's like, okay, so we need to talk about something. Um, it's, um, there's when a man and a woman, um, birds and bees, um, you'll notice if you look at your, your penis, there are, are two holes at the top. Uh, uh but here's this book. <laughs> that was it. So I was like, and what stuck with me, that whole stammering conversation, my mom trying desperately because it's a boy. What is she going to do with this little boy? Is the two holes thing, and so from then on, I'm like, what is this two holes thing she mentioned? Am I weird because I don't have a second <laughs> hole? And um, technically, we do, I guess, have two holes, I guess, because it doesn't come out of the same tube, the semen and then and urine. So there I are mean, two deep in your body, but the whole the hose there is just the urethra. All you're going to see on the outside thing. is just that one hole. Like, but there are technically like two sources inside, like back behind yeah. your walls. Yeah. So, so I guess that's what she's talking about. I mean, <laughs> maybe. But, no, they aren't even going up the same tube. Like the those two tubes are like right there underneath the hole of uh, that you see in the top. So like. There's not the semen aren't going. Is it, is no, it, no, the semen's not going through any of the same tube as the urine is. False. You need some more False. sex ed. <laughs> you need more sex ed. There's no semen anywhere going anywhere that where urine is. That just doesn't happen, except for the very tip of your penis where they both come out. But anyways, that's another story. <laughs> this is not sex episode. It's sex ed episode. <laughs> so urethra yeah. is the channel that carries the sperm. Urethra carries the sperm. Yeah. And the urine. The urethra is also part of the urinary system because also the channel through which pee passes as it leaves the bladder and exits the body. They go through the same tube. Oh my God, guys, we're having actual <laughs> revelations here. <laughs> what? On the sappy crap podcast. Like deep in, like deep in there, there's like a switch basically. But still, my when OCD when, self. When does, you're getting close to ejaculating, it shuts so that you can't pee and come at the same time. I just don't like the idea that they're ever in the same tube because then, like, it's contaminated. Yeah, but that's why you pee after every time. But I guess urine is also sterile, so it's not a big deal. But anyways, I digress. Yeah, you could drink both. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> just drink it and put it all over your face. It's fine. <laughs> Man, we're learning real things here on Sappy Crap. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. So let's talk about sort of the next, let's say, incarnation of sex in in, in pubescent or prepubescent boys' lives. That's porn. Oh, yeah. So I think what, Steve what and your, I... What like, sort of first memories? Right. I think Steve and I's first memories of somewhat porn would either be found magazines. Uh-huh. Um, either through our, you know, our fathers or from ones we found in the woods, because that's the thing that happens. You go out in the woods and there's just magazines out there. <laughs> there was true. this place called Ward Park near our house where we went out there. Oh, shit. Ward Park. There was probably like, a, like a homeless man's homeless like, encampment. In there. And there's yeah. just porno mags hanging out there. And it's we should never have touched them. I don't, I don't know if we just saw them from afar or we picked them up. I don't remember. Well, we were already playing with the needles. It was probably fun. Oh, <laughs> and then I remember the first time I saw an internet pornography photograph was mm -hmm. probably through, you know, an AOL dial-up connection. And I had to wait for the photo to load. So it was like, dink, 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 as the photo goes down and slowly loads. And That's the right. first time I ever saw a penis going into a vagina in a real photograph and it, it's still somewhat burned into my brain because I remember what it looked like. And I was like, that's so strange. It goes in there. That is weird. <laughs> and I could see before I had sex ed, I thought that it kind of laid in like a hot dog in a hot dog bun. <laughs> but it's like up until nine, 
Like, that's how I thought that worked. That makes as much sense as anything else. Yeah. Right. At that point, it's all theory. You're just theorizing and going based off what Jordan said in the play yard. You know, like, <laughs> or that weird kid with the and Spider-Man. And then you go home and you try to fuck your Spider-Man toy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was my first photo. What, what was your first? Oh, and also, I would say, I will mention Cinemax and they called Skinemax oh, back in the day. Skinemax, baby. So After when you're lucky 11, enough to have your parents. All softcore. Yeah. When your parents had like either the free trial to hbo or cinemax you stay up late at night and watch some of those like softcore porns or oh, that was a long rough palmed weekend oh, i'll tell you yeah it was <laughs> or you'd watch the scrambled porn which is a thing where if you didn't have that channel on cable like the pay-per-view porn channels they would still come in but scrambled and so you'd see little hints of a boob here and there um and that was fun like the playboy channel and stuff <laughs> yeah man uh for me i remember some like early websites and it was, you know, in the early days of the Internet, where if you didn't know exactly what you were looking for, there, you know, Yahoo was young. Google didn't exist. Right. Uh, and so I remember the Huns Yellow Pages, which was basically just like a, like a public board, like a Yellow Pages for different porn sites. Oh, I never heard of that. And they would put like trial clips and then invite you to come to their actual site and that kind of stuff. Um, but very, very early internet ish, the Huns yellow pages. Oh and yeah. Early um, internet was, they were very good at keeping things behind paywalls at that point. It was still everything paid for porn. Like you had to buy a subscription to these websites. And then I think the other thing, and I'm going to write them out here is I remember at one point I found my dad's like two nudie magazines. <laughs> and so like anytime my parents were in, in the house, I was looking at those. Of course. Just at any time. <laughs> And I think one time I was, we're friends with uh, this, I, I forgot what we gave him a name for, uh, we'll call him Timmy Dowd. Um, <laughs> but me and Timmy Dowd, we'd go to, on our bikes, to the Walden books nearby, and that was uh, where we would actually steal things. I've never stolen in my life except pornography. And uh, we'd go in there and we would be the name of your memoir. <laughs> never stole anything in my life but pornography. <laughs> but pornography. And we'd get, we'd, st- I remember we stole a Perfect 10 magazine, which at the time was, I think, owned by Penthouse, but it was basically only women with natural breasts or natural, and they had any plastic surgery. That was the big claim to fame of that, of that magazine. Right. And then we stole the Kama Sutra, which is like a $30 hardcover book with actual photographs of people doing. Yeah, you guys, you guys stole like a. <laughs> coffee table book version yeah. of the Kama Sutra. It was big. I don't know how you guys snuck that thing out there. The thing was huge. Put it right under it our shirt. Hard co- it was hardcover. <laughs> yep, and we got on our bicycle and then biked back with it back home and started looking at it. And I still have that book to this day. <laughs> oh, yeah. So those that was some, because there's no other way to get it. We Like AOL was so slow and you had to know where to go to get porn that it, was, it wasn't really accessible. There wasn't like this on your phone just pick it up when you want to and I, I remember your mags like the few that you had it was like oh where am i gonna put them that my mom will never find them and you put them in this like black rolodex file thing that had all your ufo research i sure did i have a, I had a rolodex you that sure where i would i would be researching bigfoot and ufos it, it wasn't yeah, and I print, kind of a Rolodex. It was. It was a file folder holder, and I I print out any articles or pictures of UFOs or Men in Black and uh, Bigfoot, and I put in this Rolodex. I'm like, oh, I'll put the porn in there too, because why, why would my mom ever look in there? So that worked out pretty so well. So boring. No one's ever gonna go in there. <laughs> <laughs> so on that note, did your parents ever catch you with any of this stuff? Oh yeah, there was one time I printed a picture out on our old black and white laser printer. <laughs> 
I took it in the bathroom for a little bit of uh, a little bit of palm business, <laughs> and then and then had to tuck it. I like, couldn't get it back to my hidey hole, mm-hmm. and had to tuck it in a drawer. And of course, my mom like cleaned the bathroom and found it. And found it. My uh. dad said she found it. She was very disappointed. <laughs> disappointed. Yes. But we never talked about it to my to what I remember. Uh, and then. Yeah, I think that's like the one time my dad walked out on me uh, once again doing some palm business. <laughs> uh, at some point in high school, we never, ever acknowledged it or talked about of it. Of course. <laughs> I remember he he like went away long enough for me to like go, oh, shit, oh, shit. And he came back out and he's like, it's not the place. It's late. Go to bed. We got church tomorrow. I got church tomorrow. It. That was it. We never talked about it again. This is the first time I am mentioning this since it happened. <laughs> of course. I was 15 or 16 years old. <laughs> that's, wow, that's older, too. That's right. I remember right soon, like maybe a couple of years after I had the Spider-Man revelation. Um, I, <laughs> I had Spider-Man revelation. I had moved on to a more advanced activities by then, two years later, and I had gotten back from karate. So I was still in my, my gi from uh, yeah. Taekwondo. That's what it was. And my parents, I thought, had gone to bed. And so I was in the this back room of our old house in Chickasaw. And I there was like a we turned the garage into like a den with a TV and everything. And so I was in there and I had the Skinamax going and I was on the couch and doing my business. And my dad comes in and I jump up because I'm in my gi still. And I'm like, I was just practicing my forms. <laughs> so I jump up, start punching and like kicking and like, oh, yeah, I was just practicing my forms. I want to make sure I get them for, for, for this next week. And he's like, yeah, OK. <laughs> just keep exits out. All right. Sure. And then, of course, with your partners, I don't know how much stuff you ever did at your house, but did you ever get walked in while things were actually going down with your your significant others? Oh, uh, no. My parents stayed well clear of that. Oh, good. That's a good thing. Just well clear. Only one time yeah. did my stepdad walk in uh, when uh, me and Kathleen, we'll call her. Um, it was my right. uh, 10th grade drama girlfriend um, from theater. Not She's not dramatic. Um, but anyways, she was in 12th grade, as you might remember. But yes. uh, we were doing things in the back game room. And my stepdad walks in and I was like down in her lower half because i was i was you know doing my, the business to her doing that business yeah yeah and then all of a sudden he walks in and i'm just like we just pulled like p- pillows over us really quickly and then he just said oh i'm sorry i'll come back later <laughs> just walked out <laughs> i just needed to use the printer <laughs> thankfully she wasn't like buck naked or anything like that so it was just like right uh <laughs> the printer <laughs> and then one time i did walk in on my sister um and this was the, the, the Dude, most, I remember you telling me about this. Oh, it, pretty shortly after you were like, you were messed up. I was traumatized because I walked into the back garage and we, the game room was back in the garage and I'm whistling, having a good time, going to go play some video games. I open the door and my sister is there, leg spread, just waiting for her boyfriend. And she thought I was her boyfriend walking back into the game room. We'll call him a douche. A douche. Yes. <laughs> and she just screams and covers up and I go, oh, my God. Oh, God. And I closed the door and apparently a douche was in the bathroom, like right there in the garage. And she thought he was coming back and I was him. And so it was like, the. thankfully, my mind has successfully blocked out whatever I saw. I just know 
I know the content of what I must have seen, but I just, I've locked it out entirely. So that's good. Yeah. I remember you, you telling, at least me, I don't know if you told anyone else, I remember you telling me about that very shortly after <laughs> and you were like, oh, and I fucking hate it. You were so mad at the time. Oh, of course. Cause you don't want to see you just, I think you were also mad that was happening on the couch in the game room, <laughs> which I couldn't like, be mad oh, about because I play streets of rage. So many things have happened on that couch. So it, it was, I should have been mad about that. Cause uh, speaking of which, and speaking <laughs> of your mom or Scott walking in, uh, it was one of our parties, 10th grade, and I had a girl at the time, and we were we went back. I was like, yeah, we're going to go make out. And so I snuck around the outside of the game room because I was one of like three people that knew it was there that was at the party. Uh, and we went in, and another guy and his girlfriend were in there, and they were like, oh, we can move to the floor. Uh. <laughs> and so me and this girl get on the couch, and we're, we're like making out real hard, and that was like the first time I grabbed a boob. Oh, right in that game room. Because I like didn't, I felt, I was like, this needs to escalate. It feels like it's going that way. And then I was like, what is the next thing? I guess boob. So I just went for it. Like I had no real game plan. <laughs> and she was okay uh, with then, it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She was great. Nice. Uh, so, <laughs> so then all of a sudden I hear the doorknob rumble and then I hear mom's voice. Why is this locked? Oh, God. And I, and I flipped the light on. And unpossed streets of rage, which was on the TV. <laughs> of course it was. Time. And I remember Brian, like like Quicksilver, was up over the couch and next to me with a controller in his hand <laughs> in half a second or less. It's impressive. Well, it's for me to to reach over and go like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't I didn't know this was locked. We must have got locked by accident. Uh and your mom like clearly didn't buy it but this was so fast like i remember brian was next to me i thought i'd been making out with him like he was there that quick <laughs> that's impressive where'd the girls go the girls like one was behind because they were behind the couch they were oh. on like the computer side and then my the girl i was with was now on the other side of brian gotcha so there was space for jesus and everything <laughs> uh, um, and everyone goes the party's outside get outside <laughs> oh, damn right <laughs> yeah, that couch, man. That couch. It's seen it's seen a lot. It's seen some things. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So where do we go from here? I, don't, I mean there's just... uh let's talk about like uh so we've so we've talked about sex ed, sort of like initial, we've talked about porn, we talked a little bit about masturbation. So let's talk about like first sexual encounters. First sexual encounters. Maybe not sex sex, but like the first like, oh, this is more than holding hands. <laughs> well, I think unfortunately or fortunately, either way, I don't feel I don't regret it or anything. But when I was 15, I started dating a young woman. Um, I don't know what we've called her in the past, but um, let's call her Arwen. Why not? Arwen. Yes. Yeah. So because uh, I like Lord of the Rings. Um, and uh, we pretty much she was my first of everything, pretty much. Um, and we did every, I was her first as well. We just, uh, kind of went the gamut and I was, yeah, in, you guys went from zero to 60 pretty quick. Yeah. Cause before that I barely made out with anybody. And then all of a sudden me and her did everything. We, we did it over time. We were together for like seven months or something, but those seven months, it went pretty quick. And, uh, we, I was like, oh, I'm in love. I'll be with her forever. And I remember my stepdad saying at the time, no, th this is not Dude, it. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to tell you. You were a real pain in the ass in that period. Of course I was. Because you were so just, just cock crazy. Yeah. But like everything else took second. Like everything else. There was a while where like, I just didn't see you. Yeah. And that's the thing is when you have access to that, 
at the age of 15 when your hormones are the most raging in the world. It's dangerous. Oh, man, you'll do anything. It's dangerous. It'll take over your whole life. And it kind of did that's for a how, while. That's how women talk high school boys into murdering their husbands. Like, that's how it happens. <laughs> yes. Because at that age, you will do anything. And we were so deluded into our relationship that uh, I eventually broke it off because I, I had legitimate fear that she was going to steal my sperm to make herself pregnant. Dude, she was she was um, a little bit on that crazy train. Well, I, I, I won't say that now because I'm like looking back, we were both kind of crazy and just out of it. And she had a you know, she had hard things going on at home and we were just getting lost into each other. And so the fact that I believe that she might do that and the fact that she might have actually done something like that is nuts. And I think we're both much more mature people now and she's married and has kids and and i'm in very happy adult relationship we're all more balanced now yeah i remember at the time and then i remember at one point you almost dated one of her friends you tried to knee in the crotch yes like at lunch in the cafeteria (laughs) or you came over the table and you're like holy shit guys you had no idea what just happened (laughs) (laughs) can't believe this is going down oh my god (laughs) so what about you um so mine was, I will say, more gradual mm-hmm. uh, in that I dated a lot of girls, but didn't date anyone seriously or really long term in any real way uh, until senior year for the most part. So that's when most of my experience came. I did have a little bit at the end of junior uh, with a girl. I'll just call her Jen because it's such a common name. Uh, <laughs> it is. <laughs> And her, uh, the end of my junior year into the summer mm-hmm. and her and I got amorous and we were both kind of feeling it out because neither of us had a whole lot of experience yeah. on either end. Uh, and I remember it was the weekend before I went to go start working at camp. It's like the, like the weekend after school ended before I went to start working at camp and I had a very full weekend plan cause it was my last weekend of like the summer with you guys. Mm-hmm including her. So her and I went out to see like an afternoon movie out at the Winter Park Village. Is that right? Yep. Uh, Winter Park Village. I remember during the movie, her hand was like creeping up on my leg. Uh And I was like, oh, is this happening? Is this happening? (laughs) And then, and then a more panicked voice said, is this happening? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And then we went back uh, to, to our, my place. And I remember my dad went outside to like cut the lawn. And my mom was out doing something. So we like had the couch inside to ourselves. I remember she started like she her hand gravitated to my crotch. It was outside the pants, entirely outside the pants. Mm -hmm. She's rubbing, driving me insane. And I remember I tried to do a little bit of finger play with her, too. And I was never so happy when she was like she was like no further than that. And I was like, okay, great. Thank God. (laughs) Because I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) I don't know what I'm doing. So yeah. Oh, whatever, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever, baby. Thank you. Eric, she's rubbing me through my pants and I'm like right on that precipice, right on the precipice. And then the doorbell rings and the first of like you guys show up because we were also having a halo party that night for my last <laughs> night. And so I got like a super blue ball and, and cock Say by like the bell. Showing up, showing up play halo. Hey man, you ready to play halo? What's up with your pants? Why are you holding your pants? <laughs> uh, and then, and then I did, we didn't eventually complete, uh, mind you still outside of the pants uh, uh, for my birthday when I came back to town. Oh, what a birthday that present. Time over, oh, what a birthday present. <laughs> um, oh, and then after that, I dated a girl called Shelly. Why not Shelly? I don't know what we've called her before. <laughs> um, 
senior year and her and I met up on Valentine's day and we were, we were going to give each other oral mm. and that was like a big, there was like a big lead up to this. Right. And she showed up and she wrote, wore sexy underwear. And my, I think my dad was, was, uh, like on call working. And my mom was at that point in Seattle. Hmm, nice. Uh, and so she came over and we went back to the bedroom and she was wearing like, as I said, fancy red underwear. And I was about to go and she like freaked out. Oh, freaked out, started crying. And so immediately I backed off because I was like, oh God. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, so I'm like, take the time you need, get dressed. She came out and we ended up hanging out the rest of the evening. Uh, and then, but nothing else happened. See, that's what a good person does <laughs> doesn't that just push them into the situation well here's the, and once again there's also that that level let's say of relief but like i was also nervous right of course i had no experience in this arena and so when she was like it's off i was it's part of me was like oh thank god <laughs> i had no idea what i was about to do <laughs> oh and i want to track backtrack a little bit to the idea of blue balls because uh -huh. it's a th it's i had a really funny instance i don't remember who it was with some woman uh, I don't remember who it was, but su who said that they didn't believe blue balls was a real thing. And I just openly laughed. I thought they were joking. And they said, no, it's not real. It's just something guys say because they want girls to get to get them off. And I'm like, I could see how men would do that in a very bad way just to use that as a, to their advantage. But it's definitely a real thing. It's crippling pain. Like if you've really. Yeah, it, it's it's like a half a 50 percent instance of when you get kicked in the balls, but it's continuous. Yeah, it's like continuous feeling of just like this ache, pain, uh, bruised. Uh, it kind of can go up to your abdomen. It's, it's very painful. And so but the idea is if she's not going to do it, that's fine. Go jerk off somewhere <laughs> and make it feel better. Take an ibuprofen, maybe. But it, it is an actual biological real thing. And I was like, I just this woman would not believe me. She thought it was just plainly, which I get because men are manipulative bastards. And that's probably what they've done to her in the past. But no, no, it's it's real. It's a real thing. Oh, no, it's real. <laughs> it's painful. It's very painful. I had one talk about blue balls. I had one really bad. Uh, I was it was the winter after I moved So my first the winter of my freshman year of college. Mm -hmm. And I came back to Florida and you and I had winter break together. And during that time, I saw a bunch of old flames <laughs> just realistically. And one of them was she was going to come pick me up. And then we were going to drive to the counselor Christmas party in Lakeland. Mm -hmm. So we're in her car and we're going and things like while we're driving, get amorous. And she starts rubbing me once again, through my pants. Mm -hmm. At this point, I had been all over pants <laughs> at this point. Uh, and I'm going, and we're doing this for like an hour Oof. on and off. And so like we get there and I think she's going to take the time to like finish it so we can go in. And she doesn't. We just go in. Oh, so no. I have to go through that party. Like, and this was the first time I'd experienced. I've heard about it, but once again, I'd never experienced it. And seriously, right. it's like a, it's like, in, it's like 50% of getting kicked in the testicles. But right. it's just continuous. Instead of you kicking the testicles, hurts like really, really bad for a short amount of time. This just hurts a little less, grades, but for a just, long period of time. It's just perpetual. Yeah. Right. Um, and and it did probably an hour later finally kind of subside. subside. Yeah. <laughs> but man, I remember the first hour of that party was just miserable. And that's why this like the heavy petting of our youth is can be a painful experience for both of us. Right, right. So blue balls do exist. Ladies, it's not your problem, but that right. doesn't mean it doesn't exist.
Correct. It does. It is not your problem, but just be aware it is a real thing. (laughs) It is a real thing. Absolutely. (laughs) Don't try to do it on purpose, but obviously you can say, hey, I'm not going to do this, but you should go finish yourself off. Like, that's fine. You can just say that. Right. That's fair. (laughs) That's the responsible thing to do. Yes. Uh, But yeah, and then that same girl, I'll call her Betsy, uh, was like the first girl I dated that I felt was really like sexually attracted to me. Mm -hmm. Everything before that point was like fumbling. Right. Like we were kind of doing it because it was the next thing to do. Both of us were willing and there, but she was the first girl I ever did that felt like she was really like sexually into me. Nice. And that was sort of a weird thing. Because I said, up to that point, it's just all like, I guess we do this next. (laughs) We're supposed (laughs) to, right? It's obligated. (laughs) That's right. And then let's talk about some, some college experiences. Round it out. Oh, well, that's when I really had my either. We've talked about yours yeah, some at some the, point. The being, a cad being a cad piece of shit episode. And, and yeah, I just basically I wanted to have sex with anything that moved. And I, I was doing it for emotional fulfillment of some sort for some reason. And in it, I was finding that it worked a lot. And the problem was, is that I was, as I said, the other episode, probably I was manipulative either I wasn't thinking I was being manipulative, but I was being really nice and sweet to all these different women and immediately getting into their pants because they weren't seeing that might be being a, you know, know, fox in the grass or whatever the the term is, because most of the guys who are just looking to get laid lay out the same lines. They're, they're really bro-y. They're alpha male-y. I was very sweet and kind and nice and almost acting like someone who was trying to be their boyfriend, but I never said that. I was just always acting very sweet and nice and kind and saying things they wanted to hear and being like and trying to pretend I had their interests. I would even change my voice to, to be more on tune with the way their voice was acting. And so I just wanted sex with everybody. And so I had lots of sexual experiences, um, some better than others, uh, some pretty amazing. Uh, I remember having one of the highlights of college was uh, having sex in the stairwell of my dorm building. Um, wow. At BU. And it was late. It was like three in the morning. Me and this girl had been we without her all her friends we were walking along the train tracks that are right in the Charles River on the right between uh, Harvard and BU where I, I went to BU and then so we go back finally three in the morning she smoked a lot of pot I I didn't do that but I drank some that night and we were up we we're just making out as we're going up the stairs and finally I'm just like we making out really hard she's grabbing me I'm grabbing her and just pulled the pants down and for some reason she was the exact right height to where she didn't even really spread her legs that much she was standing i was standing and we just had sex against the wall <laughs> it was just i mean i don't need that kind of experience in my life anymore but that was probably one of the hottest things that i'd done in, in my sexual experience everyone wants that story right yeah and it was just like that happened and we didn't end poorly it just didn't go anywhere and it she didn't hate me so that's also pleasant too because a lot of instances of my sexual experiences they ended up hating me in the end and rightfully so but with her, right. it's kind of or things just go south or yeah, this one petered out just fine. And it was just like, eh, we weren't meant to be together. It was just a fun little thing. We had a couple of trysts here and there and it was done. Um, and yeah, so that was probably one of the highlights of college was that one. But uh, would you say that's the weirdest place you've ever made whoopee? Uh, well, I also had uh, sex in the Redwood Forest, but did not get to finish. Ah. <laughs> uh. Which Redwood Forest? I don't remember because it was in California somewhere, but I don't. Okay. Um, it was with my college girlfriend as well. Uh, different different girl, obviously. And we just want to try it. But I think some people started coming up the trail and we could hear them coming. So we're like, pull up the pants and, you know, didn't finish it. Um, but that was pretty cool. 
Uh, so what would be the weirdest place or interesting place you've had sex? Um, let's see. There were a lot of like really nice, uh, like viewing parks in Seattle for like very good, nice views. Yeah. Of the city. But then in between them were these very dark, very steep stairways. Oh, those were like perfect. Like a danger element to that time of night. (laughs) Oh yeah. Danger element. Danger. You're going to get mugged and someone catch you having sex at the same time. (laughs) Oh, I wouldn't stop. Oh, you want my money? Just Here, it, just let me keep increases going. The, increases the heat. <laughs> uh, okay, so here's a funny one. So I've got an answer. That's what I'm going to ask you. Uh, what's like the 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 weirdest thing you've had on like a television or song or music? It's come out that's like ruined the mood. Oh, I got one right from my memories of when I was 15. Awesome. So... We had made me and the girl Arwen that were together had made like playlists to, um, for each other. And I thought we had, we had tried to make one to have sex to like a sex playlist, but somehow it got switched up or something. And she was <laughs> she was really into Veggie Tales. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so awesome. In the that middle of awesome. in the middle of having sex, it was, oh, where is my hairbrush? Oh, where Dude, that's a is great my hairbrush? fucking song. <laughs> but that came on in the middle of having sex. So wow. not the best. So it will be one of yours. Best, my question, though, did you find the hairbrush? Oh, I mean, it wasn't at my house. <laughs> so, Damn. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think for me, it was the, the first time I got oral from a girl mm-hmm. ever. And uh, we were up at my parents' house above campus because they, they lived like three blocks north of campus. And I couldn't go take her back to my dorm. So we snuck in there in the guest room and I just like throw them over the last thing I has on and I turn on and it's, so it's gremlins too. Uh, <laughs> I got, I got my first blow job to gremlins too. <laughs> well, the fun thing is when you're in a relationship for a long time and now you're married and I, you know, you start having sex. It won't really matter what's on the television at the time. It's not that important because like, Oh, we're going to be able to have sex. We have the time and we're not tired and we can finally just do this. I don't care what's on or what's going on around. It's going to happen. That's true. So it's been you like get Veggie Tales. It could be Prices Right. It could be anything. It could be. Good. It doesn't matter. Uh, it depends. Bob Barker, or Drew Carey. Bob Barker. All That's the way. Right answer. That's right. Answer. I like the way he spins that wheel. That test spin. Oh yeah, yeah. That's right. And the way he throws that uh the test ball, the ski ball. You know, he's got the. Oh yeah, I'm gonna spay and neuter my pets. <laughs> spay and neuter your pets. Oh baby. <laughs> That's right. Uh, have you? And, and let's talk about like, we'll say I'll say like truly random hookups. What would you say is the most random hookup you've had? Oh, uh, I'd say a random one was probably when I worked at CNN. Uh, someone who I had no business hooking up with because we had nothing in common. I mean, nothing. Um, right. But I was just trying to sleep with everybody still at that point too. I, I had a relapse because I had gone back to my old ways when I was at CNN and this girl worked for CNN Espanol. And so she didn't even speak English very well. <laughs> and she was very like, you know, um, Kardashian kind of Kardashians where they were like super, super fancy clothes. She was into right. Latin guys like who are like machismo and stuff. And I'm in the exact opposite of all of that. Um, but somehow we're, we're at some work party and then I just 
I don't even know how I did this stuff. I don't, I, it's a different per- human being. Somehow I had convinced her to come back to my apartment and we just did all manner of things. Oh, I, I went down on her at her apartment complex. <laughs> wow. Okay, okay. And then I think just having the audacity to go down on her in public. She was like, we were by her pool, um, you know, and then she came back to my place and we had sex a couple of times uh, th- that time and one other time, maybe. And then I just never talked to her again. She never talked to me again. Um, wow. But just it was so random because there was a communications barrier, first of all, and then we didn't have anything in common. So that was probably the most out of left field weird one that made no sense. <laughs> so what about for you? Uh, for me, it was this it was this in Seattle, I think probably the summer between my sophomore and junior year, somewhere in that range. And there was this girl whose name I don't even remember. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember that girl's name either. <laughs> and we met over MySpace somehow. Like friend of a friend theater sort of thing that threw MySpace. They didn't even meet in person. Wow. And we chatted a little bit the way you only could over MySpace back then. Uh, and and then she was getting off work and was like, hey, do you want to meet me at the top of the hill? So Queen Anne Hill where I lived. Yeah. And I didn't have a car and I was either catch a bus or walk. And I was like, well, if I'm going to meet you at the hill, you need to give me like a 25 minute warning. Because I have to walk to the top of the hill. Right. She's like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll shoot you a text when I'm 25 minutes away. And so like, I don't hear from her, don't hear from her. And then she's like, I'm two minutes out. And I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> I told so you. I book it up the hill. She's like texting angrily at me the whole time that I'm like late and I'm caught and you know, it's already late and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I know, but I told you I have to walk. <laughs> so I go to the top of the hill. We, we talk a little bit. Uh, and then head back down the hill to my place. We end up taking her car. I'm like, oh my gosh, it was so much easier. Uh, <laughs> down, down to my place. Uh, and we go and we end up kind of hooking up and she gives me a blowjob and I eat her out a little bit. Um, and then we went and we hung out one other time after that. And that's when she told me she was into like really kinky stuff. Oh. Where... At that point, I hadn't even had sex. So to suddenly be like immersed with a highly kinky girl was like, what? It's like zero to 60 real fast. <laughs> I don't know if I can do some of those things. <laughs> um, and then I remember, and I was like, not say offended by this, but I remember she was so sure that she was going to take my virginity. Oh, so she was kind of excited became, by that? Right. But it was almost this concept. I was like, am I just part of some sort of conquest? I remember being very annoyed by it. Oh, yeah. Um, and so we saw each other, I think, a total of three times. And you were like, nope, and not going to happen. Had, she had one of those weird, ugly dogs with no hair that you have to buy sweaters for. <laughs> like those, one of those kind of dogs, mm-hmm. like the rat dogs. It's terrible. I went, nah, I don't think I can do that. <laughs> okay. Oh, the dog is part of the package. Yeah, because you can be with somebody and be like, nah, it's just and not worth their it. pet. But man, this thing was gross. This thing. <laughs> It's one of the, a dog. Oh, my God. It was so gross. It was like one of those dogs with like a mohawk. It looks like a little rat. Mm-hmm. I see them. They're, they're awful. Not worth it. They are. They are. I can confirm. And she was not great either. <laughs> yeah, I remember this girl I dated briefly here in, in Orlando, and uh, she, um, she was one of those people that this is a terrible stereotype, but it, I found it to be true more than once. Is that if they're a little unhinged, they're pretty crazy in the bed. <laughs> That's right, <laughs> in a good way. And they do say that, and not like you know weird stuff, but just like they're just really really giving, really uh, intense and passionate. But then if you're in a relationship with them, watch out. Uh, So there's this girl that was like that. And she was 
pretty wealthy and she owned a ranch um, in uh, outside of Orlando uh, with horses and everything. Um, and we go, well, I remember horse girl vaguely. Yeah. And I drive out there to, to go have, you know, uh, spend the night and have a nice little evening. She, we play some, uh, video games and then have lots of sex, but quick then riding the saddle. Yeah. But the, the dog things reminded me of quick riding the saddle. The dog ah. thing reminded me of it because she had, I think five or six chihuahuas. Oh my shit. And they all That's lived awful. in her house and would various ones would sleep in her bed with her. And then there was one that was live outside because he was just too crazy, she said. And I'm like, he's too crazy. The ones that are inside that are pooping and peeing on your floor every night. Those aren't the crazy ones. He's like, yeah, that one's nuts. He has to stay outside. I'm like, what? (laughs) So, yeah, I was like, I just couldn't handle it. Like beyond her just being an unusual person who maybe who just wasn't for me. uh, She the sex wasn't that good where I'm like, I can deal with five chihuahuas being absolutely insane <laughs> it was it was three chihuahuas good at most at best at best, at best three chihuahuas <laughs> uh, yeah there is it just no <laughs> and then and then to finish out the sex talk here uh you know i i can pleasantly say that i lost my virginity to my wife that's amazing that's there's something a- to rest assured in that that since then, every major sexual experience I have had has been with her. Yeah. And because of that, we've got to grow a lot and learn a lot about each other. And, and while I was in high school and like college where it was this big, like, oh, am I going to ever lose my virginity? Oh, am I ever going to blank? Oh, am I ever going to blank? Of course, now look back at that, like dumb, impetuous idiot and go like, you moron. This was the end game. Yeah. And also just that that's not the most important thing in the world you need to be thinking about right now, <laughs> you know, and so right, like go to college, Steve, <laughs> get, get a, a good degree. Job. <laughs> and I would say in the opposite of that spectrum, just having too much sex that I did in, in college and in CNN and stuff was that I what I learned from that, at least what I eventually was able to glean from it and take um, a good part of that was from each partner. There's something completely unique to discover. Um, and so I don't feel like I've lost too much that the fact that I, that my current partner who I hope will be my forever partner one day, um, I, I wasn't her first time and she's not my first time, but the idea is that there's so much you can explore with the person that you love that will be so different from anything you've experienced before that you can have just a completely different sexual experience with them that will just knock the rest of it behind you and you won't, you don't have to worry about it because when you have that right. connection with somebody, you can actually talk about anything and then get all those weird taboos out of the way and just be like, really find out what you really like and enjoy and then find out what they like and enjoy. And then well, therefore and that you have the time to do it and the time. Like, yeah. and, I, and I have tried and done different things where afterwards we go, that was no good, huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> And for me, it'd be like, you know, I tried that before and hated it, but not with you. I love it. <laughs> so I'm like, that could be a, right. that's a thing, too, that happens. You're you're a five chihuahua kind of lady. <laughs> no one <laughs> is a five chihuahua kind of lady. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just nothing is that good. <laughs> that's right. Jolie has capped out at four and a half chihuahuas. <laughs> <laughs> She'll be lucky if she gets one chihuahua at this point. I have PTSD. I'm just not going to have it. <laughs> All right. How many emus are we talking? Uh, emus are all right. You, you can all get, right. You can get at least three, she's a two emu kind of woman. <laughs> a three Gary Busey gal. <laughs> at least th- just three gorilla sized Gary Buseys <laughs> running around. Oh, man. That's, That's too big. Stuff. Like, 
like like chimp sized Gary Busey's. <laughs> oh man, oh chimp! You got any more bananas? <laughs> Sorry, folks, that's a weird inside joke. If you haven't listened to any of our play on nerds episodes from the joke. past. Oh, man. oh yeah, but uh, so yeah, I think overall, if we talk about sex, we 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 came. I think we'll do it differently with our kids in the future than what our parents did with us. I think they were raised to think it was so taboo, and I think. With my kids, I want to be much more open about what it's all about because it's just biology. It's not what right. makes a relationship either. It's not so much importance is put on it and making it so taboo makes it seem too important. And I don't think it is that important. It's important in some ways, but I'm saying that there's so, so much more important things to a, a loving relationship than the sex. The sex is just a right. part, of, little part of that. You know, that's right. I don't know. <laughs> Damn, that deep introspection. You'll have to figure that out with your kids soon enough. So. Oh, my gosh. I'm, shut up. I'm curious to see how that goes. No. You'll, I, you'll I sign the paper and send her to school. Sign <laughs> the paper and say, that's it. That's it, shithead. Get out of here. Job done. And I'll be like, uh, birds, bees, hu- humans, uh, reaper. Uh, j- here, here's a book. Here's a book. Oh, my God, Jarvis. I can't believe we discovered that on this episode. Discovered what? But now when you talk to your son, you're going to be able to confidently say there's one hole down there. Oh, yes. <laughs> I still don't know what she was referring to. Then. I just, there, I are, there, there is plumbing deep in there. Of course. Deep in there where there are two. But it's inside you. And maybe she was thinking back to her discussion with my sister because, yeah, they do have a separate urethra and she vagina. Was that, she was that. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> yeah, she was that nervous. Well, I love my mom so much. I, I Maybe I'm remembering that wrong, too, mom. If you ever hopefully not listen to this episode, but if you do, I'm sorry if Dude, I remember that conversation. what if your mom thinks that? <laughs> maybe. I, th- I almost what thought What if she it. just truthfully told you that? <laughs> I almost thought there were two different tubes. That's how, that's how sheltered her generation is. They were. The greatest generation never talked to the boomers about that kind of stuff. It just. No, they just figured the hippies did it and just took care of that shit. <laughs> But anyways, uh, that's a sex episode, folks. I think it is. That's right. Uh, join us <laughs> next time for the final episode of the Sappy Crap Podcast, episode 40, where we're just going to talk about friendship and some feel good, some feel good stuff. Yeah, no, no sad things. No, no awkward things. Just uh, just some feel good. I mean, stuff. there'll probably be some awkward things. And some sad things. <laughs> so, OK, there's going to we, we guarantee nothing, folks. We guarantee nothing. <laughs> but thanks for joining us for this delightful stumble down memory lane. And don't forget, the good old days weren't always that good. This podcast was brought to you by A Play on Nerds. 